0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help
1: you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you.
0: Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Graham Spruill. Now, Graham, I want to clarify, though, your last name is spelled S-P-R-U-I-L-L. What's the technical pronunciation of the last name?
1: Uh, Sproul. So it sounds like spool, but it's just spruel with an R. Spruel. You see, when I
0: get confused on last names, I tend to over pronounce them, which just then Spruel and yeah. I, like, yeah. I'm just overthinking it. Just, just 100%. go with the easy one. Spruel yeah. like school, like spruel. like, okay, we got it. Graham Sproul. And if you don't know, listen to this podcast. Not only does Graham have a great last name, he is the Salt Company director here in Ames, Iowa now. And Graham, I'm excited to have you on the podcast and talk a little about life, get to know you, and also just get some of your prayers for Salt Company as you're leading that ministry. But first objective is getting to know you. So let's start with this question. As we get to know you as a Salt Director in Ames, tell us a little bit about your God story. How did you come to know Jesus and begin to walk in faith with Him?
1: Yeah, so I um, was born and raised in a Christian home. My mom and dad um, raised me and my brother to follow Jesus. And I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and so grew up going to a, a Baptist church out there for really my my whole life. And I would say that I... I professed Christ at nine or 10, kind of coming home from a Wednesday night church service, asking questions of my mom and brother about, you know, what did Jesus do? What did that mean? Things were starting to click when I was nine or 10. Um, But then when I was 16 was really when things, when it kind of clicked of like, oh, this has to be, this is not just a part of my life. This is Jesus, you know, calls me to deny myself and pick up my cross and follow him. So he's, it's got to be my whole, my whole life. And so that was like a, when I was 16 years old, kind of tired of doing the camp thing where go to, go to camp, be on the um, spiritual hype and then come home and do the same, same old things. Uh, 16 was where I was like, all right, this is, I, I really want as Lord, like savior and Lord. And I want to start living like it. And so mm-hmm. um, that happened at 16 and then, you, you're on fire, and then you hit complacency, <laughs> and then I uh, I went to college kind of at a at a place where it was like, okay, I need some godly Christian community and uh, just learn how to fumble through walking with Jesus and mature. And so, um, yeah, went to Liberty University, and um, when I was there, I, I had had some inkling once Jesus was like, you know, really Lord of my life. I had some inkling desires of like, man youth ministry was such a powerful thing in my life and youth pastors have shaped me. It'd be, it'd be neat to do that sort of thing. So there was some like seeds of uh, internal desire for ministry. And so I would ask different uh, people who in my life, Hey, how do you know that you're called to ministry? And I heard, I think it's a classic Spurgeon quote or something like that, like a, Hey, if you can see yourself doing anything else, you should do it. If you can't, you're, you're probably called to ministry. And every time I would hear that, I was kind of like, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's not what I expect. That sounds kind of lame. Like it's got to be something more than that, you know? But I think, um, the maturing that God did in my heart, um, moving from late high school into college, just kind of confronted me with that question. And, and, uh, so my freshman year of college just had, uh, an unmistakable clarity about, all right, I have this internal desire. That's real. I've been externally affirmed you know people are saying hey i can see that and freshman year was when it was like i think this is what they mean when they say i I really can't see myself doing anything else so uh felt called to ministry and confirmed my freshman year of college and got a got a degree in church ministry specialized in youth ministry and was a youth pastor after after that so that's a little flyover of god's story and calling
0: that's awesome and it's not just you, you are joined by an incredible wife jess how How do you ingest me? where's that she entered into the story there?
1: Yes, yeah, so I met Jess, my uh freshman year of college, and um she was in one of my one of my classes, and I saw her before she saw me <laughs> and was like, "Wow, she's beautiful um but didn't really we were kind of I was kind of in the friend zone for a little while, so um it, it can happen. You can make it out of the friend zone. And, and so uh, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> you, you wouldn't think so, but, um, but he redeems. And so, yeah, uh, we're just friends for a little while and then started dating the second half of my uh, freshman year. And um, she was a music and worship studies major. And um, yeah, so it was a major blessing being able to meet her and go through college together. And we got married. That's awesome. twenty seventeen.
0: Twenty seventeen. Okay. So we've gotten a little bit of the story of God's story, ministry story, Jess story. How about the salt company piece to that? Because, you know, coming here, you're in, you know, Virginia, New York State. So it was probably not the geographical location, the attraction of the you know beautiful farmlands of the Midwest. Yeah. So how do you get connected to Salt Company in this story, Graham?
1: Yeah. Kinda yeah, really random. Um, so I, yeah, Jess and I moved up to Rochester, New York. I was a youth pastor out there and she worked on staff doing, uh, communications and graphics and branding and stuff. And I started my master of divinity at Midwestern. My, um, second, I took a year off of school once we got married. And then in 2018 started a, a degree at Midwestern and one of the opportunities that presented itself was being able to go on a church history study tour throughout the Northeast. And so you could get class credit, you get two classes done. It was this awesome trip, some professor interaction. So it was like a total steal for super cheap. Uh, And I was already in Rochester, New York, so I didn't have to travel from Kansas City or anything like that. So I went on this trip and uh, one of the professors was Jeff Dodge. And so um, we were even learning about some university ministry. And so I had I uh, got to hear uh, Jeff teach on uh, university ministry and heard about Salt Network. And so, so the inklings, the, the seed of salt was planted in 2019, but didn't think much of it. Uh, but in 2020, uh, God was just doing a lot in mine and Jess's heart of just a burden growing for uh, local church ministry inside of a university city. And, um, one night we were chatting and I remember, you know, late 2020. So it was nearly two years or year and a half, two years after uh, connecting with Jeff Dodge. I was talking with Jess and I was like, I don't know if God has for us, um, college ministry, but I wonder if he has a local church ministry with influence on a college campus. And we're like getting ready to go to bed. And I literally bring up Jeff Dodge. I'm like, there was this guy named Jeff Dodge and he was awesome. And here's what he did. It just like before Jess and I are going to bed and a couple months later, three months later, we're on vacation with some of our best friends in, in Rochester. And they're like, Hey, we got, um, approached about a potential job opportunity and we said no. And we want to put your guy's name in for it. We're like, okay, what is it? Well, it's this thing that plants churches and major university cities and blah, blah, blah. You know, they start talking about this and I, and I, we're like, wait, is this the same thing as what Jeff Dodge does? And so our friend Aaron texts, insert Luke Peterson, text Luke Peterson and says, hey, is Jeff Dodge a part of this? And Luke is like, yeah, it's the same thing. So I got on a phone call with Luke and then Jess and I talked with Luke and Shaylin and um, really didn't think much of it uh, because I was like, man, this is awesome. I think we're still called to be in Rochester and I want to finish strong and being a youth pastor and did it feel called to plan a church and that was um some of the conversation is like is it a just a church planning thing what do you what do you do um so conversation ended but Luke uh, reached back out and was like hey you want to come out for a conference and so conference is in quotations and you remember this mark because i came out for catch the vision in 2020 oh yes
0: which was conference it was a conference
1: yeah one guy was um you know, consider, it was like, yeah, it was super intense. I, I thought it was a conference. There was three of us and it was with Mark, Troy, Jeremy, Saul, and Kendra. And so I, I was, they were asking questions like, why are you here? And I was like, I have no clue. I don't, you guys are awesome, but I don't want to move here. And I don't know why I'm here. So that was, you know, it's a funny start to an ongoing conversation that God basically, you know, uh, moved us out here to be a ministry leader, part of salt company staff. And then through the year, uh, heard about, Eugene and you guys uh, approached us about that, and so took the associate director job June of 2022, and then uh, director in January. So it's been awesome to learn from, and wow. Kendra work alongside Hanabeth and Nick. But yeah,
0: yeah, that, from a, an awkward three person conference till now, you know what God has done.
1: <laughs> Pretty well, <wild. laughs> it's
0: incredible. You know, Graham, you you've just got a ton of leadership gifts, and I, I'm anxious for Cornerstone as the years and months go by to get to know you more as a leader. But one of your gifts is you you're a clear and concise thinker. Wow! And so I I love leading with Graham because, like, for all you listening, it's just like if you're in a meeting, you're like, give me some input and some clarity. He helps to get complex things clear, and nothing can evidence that more than putting a person on a hot seat with random questions and seeing how they respond. So Graham, I I have some random kind of hot seat questions here. Some of them just have been previewed, but I'm known to throw many random things into this. So Graham, are you you ready to be put on the hot seat for a couple minutes? Rapid fire answers here on the equip podcast,
1: ready to rock and roll. Let's go.
0: Okay. So first off, we're going to start food related. If you're having fajitas, is it steak, chicken, or mix? Chicken. Chicken. Okay. Read a book or watch a movie.
1: That's hard. I, uh, weeknight book, weekend movie.
0: <laughs> so it's dependent on the time. I love that. I love. Okay. Best movie you've watched recently? Oh, and make me- it appropriate, Graham, because we're on the Equip podcast here. This is a family-friendly oh, sort of man. sort of podcast. I
1: know. Shoot. Hot seat. We just watched back through all the um, Hunger Games and those oh, movies. Oh, man. So the Hunger <laughs> Games series is, it's wild, but it was good.
0: Okay. Hunger Games, we're going there. Best book that you've read in the past year? I hit you with movie. What about book?
1: Uh, Run with the Horses, Eugene Peterson, his book on Jeremiah. Oh, my goodness. That is a great book
0: top podcast? Are you a podcast guy? And if so, what's the top podcast you listen to? Not the Equip podcast, Graham. You cannot, don't, don't do me like that. Okay. Don't start there.
1: I won't. Um, yeah, I, it depends if I'm, if I'm in, I'm in more of an, like an audio book season. So I listen to less podcasts, but one of my favorite podcasts and Jess loves this one too, is history this week. It's the history channels, uh, weekly podcast where they'll pick some random historical event. Uh, whatever is the given day and then unpack it for 30 minutes. Super cool. Well done.
0: History this week. Oh, that is great. I'm going to listen to that. Okay. So you just mentioned your wife, Jess, three things that you love about Jess.
1: Yeah. Um, she is hilarious, uh, which I don't think many people, may, maybe they would know. I, I'm not sure, but I would imagine they don't, they wouldn't know that nobody makes me laugh more than, more than Jess Spruill. Um peaceful is a word that I would use to describe her. One of her gifts is hospitality. And I think of hospitality, even just in environments, but also in conversation, just as very peaceful, warm, welcoming, um, and so incredibly grateful. And then uh, grounded. So I am I can be in the clouds or just be thinking about random stuff. And she's she's like, the, the term I would use to describe grounded is just earthy, very practical, very like, okay, but what does that mean? How do, how do we do that? So those are Three things I love about Jess Sproul. It's
0: awesome. Okay. Shop local. People may have never heard the phrase shop local. What does that phrase mean? And why does that apply to Salt Company Ames?
1: (laughs) Shop local. Yes. Yeah. So I think I was driving around with Jack Bertelson. We were getting lunch and uh, after uh, the announcement of Oregon and was just having a conversation and I, I had said, man, I am, I'm, even though it's a, it's bittersweet for this incredible team to, to be leaving, um, man, I'm excited about the future. I, I am a shop local kind of guy. And so I love the idea of, of repping the Cyclones, being for Iowa State, being for Ames. So I think that is a part of the origin story <laughs> and it's just become a mantra of which we really a ministry philosophy, um, of basically like, man, it's, and you've said this before, it's a privilege of being a citizen of heaven, but a resident of Ames. And, um, there's a, there's a book called Mi Casa Uptown by a guy named Rich Perez, who talks about this, how familiarity breeds contempt. That's the classic saying, but what if familiarity bred love? What if the longer we were at a place or the more we invested in a place, the more we loved it. And so that being close to my heart of a really like a a ministry philosophy of something of like, if God has called us to a people, he's called us to a place. And so um, we want to shop local in all the aspects, be a cyclone, uh, a local, you know, whatever's the local spot, main street investor, whatever, you know um, just be, be a part of the place in which we live.
0: I love it. Okay. So if you've been shopping local, I need to know the Ames, Iowa hidden gem, Graham. So this is like, the thing that people unless you're really invested in the place, you might not know how awesome this is. Give me give me a, a hidden gem or
1: two in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. The the one that at least comes to mind is the State Forest Nursery right in South Ames, right across from Burgess. It's so random. But I've gone we've gone on a couple walks just around that little spot. It is that has like been at least one of my favorite hidden gems um to, to walk around that. And then yeah, I mean, Cla- Bergie's is a classic. That's not a hidden gym, but it is a gym. I love doing, um, yeah, doing work and getting coffee there.
0: See, I I love Bergie's. So, hey, shout out to Bergie's. We love Bergie's at yes. Cornerstone. We serve Bergie's coffee on Sundays. We're we're in with Bergie's. Yep. The difficulty for me at Bergie's is Ames is still a small town, so you yeah. go in there, y- you know, you can end up in ten conversations in a Bergie's. Literally, you know. So you gotta so what I do is I go incognito. I wear a hat like a sombrero and then I don't stick out. People have no no idea I'm there. That <laughs> that's a joke, people on the I don't wear a sombrero, but he's I do wearing, wear
1: a hat. He's wearing a sombrero right now, actually. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's exactly how I record all of the equip podcasts Podcast. to get in the right mental zone. Okay. Let, let's shift off. So great job, hot seat. Lot a lot of learning there, folks. You should be visiting the uh what what
1: was it what's the forest what the South Ames it's the state forest nursery I think is what it's called it's it is right wow. it's, if you were to go across the intersection like go straight where the where the fire department is I think and you just turn yeah, like, yeah. right I think you can walk there I don't maybe I've been doing <laughs> you, that and that's like God,
0: you you don't. and Josh have been illegally
1: walking <laughs> I hope not but it's cool nonetheless
0: That's awesome. So Graham, I think one of your strengths, we talked about clarity and how how you bring kind of complex pieces. You put pieces together, but you're also just, you're a really good team builder. You, people love being on a team. They love being around your wisdom. They love being around you as a leader. And so you're looking at kind of salt company aims. And even right now we're recording this, we're, we're finishing some of the interview season, looking at what the new student leadership team will be like, the new staff leadership team. So give me a few things that you're excited about for the future of Salt Company and Ames. On a staff level, on a student leader level, kind of take this wherever you want, Graham.
1: Yeah, I I think student, I'll go student leaders first. Um, yeah, seeing our student <sighs> leaders occupy their, their unique spaces on Iowa State's campus uh, by being a faithful presence, wherever is their unique space. One of the things that we we talk about or one of the questions that we ask is like, what unique slice of salt are you called to be a faithful presence in? And so uh, maybe that's for international students. Maybe that is you know a, a IFC family group or maybe it's a fraternity or sorority. Last night I was able to go to, uh, farmhouse they the farmhouse fraternity does a they have like a religious leaders dinner or something and so a couple of our student leaders um, invited me and Garrett Belzer to to get to have dinner there and and kind of share a little bit of what we what we do which was just awesome like it was just cool they, they showed us around the house and it was just cool to to see them um, in their world occupying their space and um, even seeing some of the generational influence of one of our staff members, Rainer Irani. He was uh, a part of Farmhouse and seeing some of the impact he still has. And uh, Kristen Sharp was a, was in a sorority. So some of their passion going towards that slice of salt um, is is really, really cool and encouraging. So yeah, occupying their their spaces by being a faithful presence. And then staff, I, I, we talked about shop local a little earlier, but I, I think in this team, we see yeah, we see a team that, that buys into this shop local vision. Um, there's a, a Eugene Pearson quote that's uh, he says, I want to speak the word of God that is scripture in the language and rhythms of the people that I live with. And uh, when as we are doing ministry and, and shopping local per se, watching our staff learn the rhythms of, uh, and the language of the people of Iowa State University. And a lot of these, a lot of our staff are alumni. And so even that carryover, Helping, bless and and teach me because I'm you know coming from the outside still uh, learning a ton. It's just been a major major blessing. This is a team who's excited to be Cyclones, so I'm I'm super encouraged by all that.
0: It's awesome. It's a great team, Graham, and you're you're a great leader of it. Even just your humility to lean in and learn from the team. It, I mean, that's the the best way to go in. And every day I'm seeing that Salt Company team go out and share the gospel as who they are now in Jesus with the people they used to be at Iowa State before they knew him. And it's an encouragement to me and something that I just want to pray for. It's always on my heart. So I'm driving by campus. Yesterday I had the chance to meet with a student on campus, just the chance to pray for Salt Company and ask God to continue his good work there. How should we be praying? You have a unique vantage point to see what God's doing. What should we be asking God for in regard to Salt Company Ames?
1: Yeah. um, We just wrapped up interviews um, or we're wrapping up interviews right now and annual reviews with our um, current student leaders are coming up. And so it's like that time of year where we're closing things out, finishing strong, but also gearing up for some uh, hard, but beautiful gospel goodbyes, uh, all of Cornerstone, you know, getting ready to send out um, Beach and the Purdue team and, uh, and Generations Church, Oregon, just, so there's, it's that time of year. And so maybe the biggest way to pray is just that we'd finish strong and then rest hard and, and send people, uh, well and do, do gospel goodbye as well.
0: Yeah, that's great prayer. Graham, I'm super grateful for you. God, uh, knew from a random quote-unquote conference of three people to now the salt company director he's got his hands on your life and his hands on you and i'm so grateful to lead alongside you and with you and we'll be praying so anybody listening a lot of shop local sort of wisdom out of this podcast but also some ways to pray for salt company aims and ask god to continue to show his favor on this ministry thanks for spending a
1: little time with us graham appreciate you thanks so much mark